Hello and welcome to Who Watches Who, a Doctor Who podcast with me, Matthew, and as always, I am joined with... Hi, I'm Scott. <laughs> yes, hello, Scott. It is not the end of the month, it is the start of the month, um, but there was a big Doctor Who thing at the end of the month, so... Was there? <laughs> nah, uh, so we're talking about the news at the start of the month, about the end of October. It makes <laughs> sense, don't worry about it. Uh, we're already in November somehow. Fuck me. Yeah, um, it's, we've been doing this for a year and a half at this point. Over a year and a half. It's fucking insane. insane. It's insane. Makes by. no sense. Yeah, insane. Makes no sense. It doesn't. I should have quit by now. But we <laughs> we are talking about the news, and it has been, um, especially compared to last month's news, where we had literally fucking nothing to talk about. We, we've got quite a few big developments in the whole Doctor Who sphere that have happened yeah, in the um, month of October. <laughs> The future is looking very bright and very mouse-eared. Yes, they are. Uh, it's it's honestly it's ridiculous. I think we should probably lead with the biggest news story um, that that's come in with Doctor Who wise, and that is of course their collaboration with Fall Guys, uh, <laughs> which was just announced. Uh, Doctor Who's gonna get some Fall Guy skins, or fa- sorry, no, that would be weird. Fall Guys is getting some Doctor Who skins. <laughs> just... <laughs> so just one of the uh, jelly bean creatures just pops into Doctor Who for no reason. It's it's one of the fucking things that starts season four. They're the, the they're the they're the real fourteenth Doctor. Is one of those. <laughs> are we are we literally starting off? No, of course not. That's that's really all the news that there is for that one story. Is yeah, they're doing the collaboration with the game Fall Guys. No, the real big news that we're starting with is the new logo and Disney Plus. So Disney Plus is to become the new global home for upcoming seasons of Doctor Who outside of the UK and Ireland. If you're in the UK and Ireland, you gotta still pay that fucking TV license. Uh, under- although, although Ireland don't get BBC iPlayer, so I don't I don't know how they get their Doctor Who. Maybe it's on a different channel or something. Who knows? Fuck them. Uh, or. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, under a shared creative vision, they will deliver a quintessentially British show to future generations on an unprecedented scale with Disney Plus as the exclusive home for new seasons of Doctor Who outside the UK and Ireland. The announcement, which was made this morning by the next Doctor Who, Shuti Gatwa, during an appearance on Live with Kelly and Ryan, begins a new collaboration between the BBC and Disney-branded television. Now, I'm like, um the guy from Anchorman, I'm just reading this off a prompter, uh, this was not announced today, this was announced at this point a couple weeks ago, but don't worry too much about that. Uh, Russell T. Davis said, I love this show and this is the best of both worlds. With the vision and joy of the BBC and Disney Plus, together we can launch the TARDIS all around the planet, reaching a new generation of fans while keeping our traditional home firmly on the BBC in the UK. Which is... A weird one, isn't it? I mean, the one benefit I think that's going to come from this is if you don't want to pay your TV license. Oh, no, don't say that bit out loud. Just buy a VPN, go to the United States and log into Disney Plus, and then you can watch Doctor Who without the BBC knowing. Shh. <laughs> yeah, uh, one thing for sure is if I had a BritBox subscription, at this point I'd be like, if, Doctor- if classic Doctor Who comes to... Disney Plus in America or other countries, I'd get I'd be getting rid of a BritBox subscription. To be honest, are you are you hinting something at me? Yeah. As the, as the only person <laughs> in, as the only person in the world with a BritBox subscription. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, Alyssa Bowen, president of Disney Plus, says we're excited by the opportunity to bring new seasons of the beloved franchise exclusively to Disney Plus and introduce the show to the new ge to the next generation of audiences in more than 150 markets around the world. And according to the Telegraph, the American Corporation will have a say in creative decisions for Doctor Who under the terms of co-production deal made with the BBC over its long-running sci-fi series, which means Mickey Mouse. In Doctor Who, <laughs> it also means that the Doctor can no longer say any disparaging things about any Disney properties, mm. uh, new, old, or present, I guess. Uh, it also means that Doctor Who can end up in Kingdom Hearts, baby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it does. And, <laughs> you know, I as much, I think, uh, you know, I, like my core hates it. Like, it's like so much against the idea of Doctor Who being in Kingdom Hearts, but at the same time, I think it would be really fun to run around the TARDISes, you know, uh, and be. stuff like that, while Donald and Goofy are there being like, <laughs> you know, You know, just bashing with the Daleks with that fucking giant key mm -hmm. would be fun. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it would be an interesting crossover for sure. Um, showrunner Russell T. Davis will retain the overall creative vision for the program, but it is understood the corporate... Uh, might of Disney will give the show vast budgets, according allowing for more cinematic production values and more stars. Which, I mean, that's pretty fucking evident just from that little fifteen-second teaser we got at the end of the mm. Power of the Doctor. Because gee whiz, did it look pretty? Uh, yeah, though I, I, to be I, fair, I, 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 Jodie's era has always looked good. You know, as yeah. much as I do wonder if uh, it's starting with the sixtieth anniversary, if Disney was involved with the budgeting then, or if it's starting from series fourteen. I do wonder when it starts. Yeah, I think it would make because because uh, it we feels weird. We it feels weird. They would sit on. I, I mean, I, I guess the reason they were sitting on this is they were waiting for. Um, mm. you know, the other era to end. But to me, it would, it would make more sense for Disney to come in with the start of the new season rather than the start in the 60th anniversary. Um, just just from a, a like new clean start perspective. Yeah, because we heard a rumor like months ago that they were in talks to do mm -hmm. this. And I, I think it was... I don't think they had reached the finalized deal yet. And obviously they've shot most of the 60th anniversary stuff at this yeah. point. So I don't think the 60th anniversary is going to be uh, co-produced by uh, Disney unless they do... Unless we pay for most of the, like the post-production stuff, like the special effects. Yeah, it could be, but you know, bringing in more stars. They've got fucking Barney from uh, How I Met <laughs> Your Patrick Mother. Harris, Neil Patrick yes. Harris. Yeah, you know, that's probably one of the biggest stars that are coming onto Modern Who. Yeah, but know? again, that's, that's probably because of the Russell T Davis connection. Yeah, yeah because but, he was obviously on. Um, yeah. What the fuck was that show called? It's a sin. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and Russell loves working with people he's worked with before. Um, the BBC is going to ultimately control editorial uh, power of the series The Telegraph Understands, and the new episodes of Doctor Who will return to screens in November 2023, a year away, to coincide with the 60th anniversary and will premiere exclusively on the BBC in the UK and Ireland. So, we have got 12 months mm. until we're getting a fucking glimpse. It's another doctor who famine i feels like this year you know we've had three specials this year and it was yeah. fucking it was felt like there were such huge gaps between doctor who going 12 months with nothing is going to be painful 
Yeah, I was expecting the three specials to be spread out more, like, you know, a special in, like, April, another yeah. special in, like, August, and the final big special in November, obviously, but I guess we're just all airing in November. I guess it's going to be, like, a mini-series rather than specials at this rate. Yeah, and speaking of the specials, David Tennant will, as we found out, be playing the role of the 14th Doctor for all three specials, all of which will be airing in November 2023, before Shuti Gatwa takes over the role as the 15th Doctor over the festive season. Christmas special confirmed. Uh, and to celebrate today's news as a Doctor Who logo was unveiled for the era. So, uh, for, before we, look, we chat about this new logo... David Tennant is confirmed 14th Doctor by Russell T. Davis himself. It is not the 10th Doctor again. It is not the alternate universe Doctor. It is the 14th incarnation of the Doctor. Just so happens to be David Tennant again. Yeah. Yeah, we are not too sure how to feel about this one, but I think Russell T. Davis probably has like a twist ending to be like, yeah, he's not actually the 14th Doctor. He, like at the end, David Tennant just basically goes to Shooty Gatlop being like, hey, Shooty, you're the 14th Doctor. I, I I, can't do this. I'm the 10th Doctor. You're the 14th. It could, yeah, it could be, you know, Russell T. Davis does like to lie. He is a lying yeah. man. Um, but uh, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it still. I like David Tennant being back, but, you know, David Tennant coming back, the signing with Disney Plus, this to me feels like a reset of the show almost. Yeah. You know, because it it's like, okay, we've got to prepare people, a whole new audience, way bigger audience than before for this show. We'll get the fan favorite back and they can just start from here. They don't need to go back yeah. and watch 13 seasons of a show they've only vaguely know about from, like, mentions on the big bang theory you know <laughs> and they can instead yeah, and, start here you know disney plus is like the biggest streaming service right mm -hmm. now i think it's yep. like maybe just slightly below netflix no they've overtaken know, it's, it's, netflix they've overtaken netflix yeah. yeah i'm not surprised 150 markets are now able to access doctor who in an easier way although in countries like australia they had doctor who for free like for the last 50 years we were basically able to access the show for free for 50 years which is like a big shame for them because now we have it's locked behind a paywall meaning yeah. maybe people won't be able to watch doctor who in Australia yeah, but as those much people anymore. already have disney plus that's yeah, everybody's <laughs> already got disney plus because you know that's where they stick fucking everything because disney yeah own everything you know and disney Plus is still relatively fucking cheap compared yeah. to like Netflix. Well, it's not Netflix like Disney for... needs the fucking money, is it? Because <laughs> Netflix for the 4K version of Netflix is like £15 a month. Whereas for Disney Plus it's like £8 a month or something like that. And you get yeah. 4K included as well. It's like, why am I paying twice as much for Netflix? Yeah. yeah. It's ridiculous. But yeah, uh, 150 markets, yeah, it's going to make the show so much bigger and maybe we don't have to worry about UK ratings anymore because, you know, it's on Disney Plus and everybody can watch it now. Yeah. I'd, it it feels like this is the the second reboot, honestly. This is what, the, yeah. it feels like a second reboot to me where it is a continuation of the original series, but you don't really need to worry too much about the stuff that's come before. There'll be hints and nods, you know, for the old fans of the stuff, but this is a fresh start, basically. I do wonder how new viewers going to go into this. Like, obviously, David Tennant and Catherine Tate reuniting. Mm -hmm. Will they? Like, I, I don't know how they're going to attach themselves to this. Even, like, people who jumped aboard in the Jodie Whittaker era 
won't really attach themselves to this. It's going to be interesting. A series for sure. of extensively long flashbacks. Um, <laughs> like... <laughs> uh, but also, this this co-production deal technically, I guess, means because if you remember, like a year and a half ago, before we found out that Russell D. Davis had had been able to come back to Doctor Who, we he had like an interview saying. I, I wish Doctor Who had like a Marvel kind of connection where yes. it's multiple spin-offs like the, like Disney Plus which, do with her. Yeah, as for what he Gina. tried to do with the BBC in like 2005-6 yeah. with Torchwood and fucking Sarah Jane Adventures, etc., you know? Yeah, you know, uh, I don't think the BBC are interested in having like a Doctor Who spin-off right now because obviously they don't really have a budget for it. Because mm-hmm. obviously you look at Torchwood and Sarah Jane Adventures, they were shot really cheaply. But, you know, Disney Plus can commission yeah. these spin-offs and you know you don't you don't need bbc to be interested they can just sign on as like a yeah we can air it in the uk you can produce it yourselves yeah and that, we could have like a whole doctor who spin-off franchise we could have the eighth doctor coming back we could i you know i we, we i'd be down for it i would be down for it i'd be excited for it i'm also really nervous you know i feel i feel like you know whenever something new happens whenever a giant fucking corporation like disney yeah. especially buys up you know a product that you care a lot about there's always that oh what if they fuck it you know this will be yeah. the third product that disney buy that i care about marvel star wars doctor mm. who you know marvel they've done an extremely good job with star wars they fucked royally and are now yeah. doing a very good job with with the tv shows but you know those movies yikes uh and doctor who we'll see i have hope because at the end of the day the bbc and russell t davis do have yeah. final say on everything still which is fucking good how long that lasts or if they have that power with say spin-off shows they make you know, who knows? Who yeah. knows? Yeah, with Russell T. Davis being on board, I would say he's going to be on board for like at least five years. So I would yeah. say it's five years of safety for Doctor at the moment. What? And I don't think... Because BBC just today said that the Doctor is like their most viable program because yes. it's the most marketable across, you know, the states and all that. I don't think we're going to let go of it easily and I think we're just going to maintain all creative control. What well, I'd really like is for Russell T. Davis to kind of take a Kevin Feige position, you mm. know, produce a large producer in charge, oversees the grand fucking plan with it, you know, yeah. so he's got his finger in every pie. He still lets people do their own thing, but he has final say on whether or not this is, you know, fits with the canon or not. Either way, it's an interesting change, and I'm looking forward to hear more details. I imagine we'll hear more details yeah. next year, like... Maybe there's obviously there's four specials next year because we're hearing mm-hmm. about Shudigatwa's festive special, yeah. which maybe means Christmas or maybe means New Year's. We'll find out. But either way, we're seeing Shudigatwa in his own episode sooner than later. Yeah, I mean, we got a glimpse of him in that 15 seconds as well, and yeah, wearing David Tennant's clothes. If you look closely enough, which makes me go like, "What the fuck is going on?" But he looks great. I'm on board. I'm on board. But let's let's chat about this logo. Which is um, basically a reimagining of one of the original logos, uh, the Fourth Doctor logo, is it? Yeah, it was in- it was introduced in the Third Doctor's final season, and I think it stayed on the show for like m- around six years. I would say, yeah, six or seven years. Uh, it, it's it's good. It's clean. The issue yeah. is, 
a lot of people aren't really aware of that era of Doctor <laughs> Who, and a lot more people are really aware of some TV show um, um, yeah. called Paw Patrol. Yeah, it's wild. People are just like, yeah, this is a total rip-off of Paw Patrol. And it's like, no, this logo came first. It came first like 50 years <laughs> ago. Paw Patrol ripped ago. off Doctor Who, goddamn. It's kind of insane. This is like the most recognizable Doctor Who logo in terms of like... Mm-hmm before obviously the 2005 revival i don't it's crazy it is yeah a diamond it's a diamond logo for the diamond anniversary what more do you want it's perfect and also it's like an old logo for an old doctor for an old showrunner it's it works in so many ways it's perfect it is it's very very good the only thing that i'm not a fan with it is coming up with a new logo for our show is really fucking difficult (laughs) um just because it's such a cramped image with Doctor Who, and we have a rather long title of the show, you know, Who Watches mm-hmm. Who. It's three words. Doctor Who is two words. There's not really the space. I've been struggling right. to come up with a new logo for it, but I'll get there eventually. There is, there'll be a new new podcast logo to 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 breathe in this new era at some point. One thing about this logo is, there's like multiple variants of the logo. It's like a yes. big, longer version. It, I I only like the original diamond shaped version. I don't like the other variants uh the last variant is basically the variant used in like target books i imagine you have a picture up on screen right now of all the variants but the one on the bottom right is from the original target novelization books obviously with the bbc logo splashed on above it which kind of looks off-centered it kind of looks distracting a bit (laughs) it does but you know as long as they're really only focusing on that main logo Mm-hmm. and not the other logos i don't think i care too much about the variants yeah, it, you know yeah it looks pretty solid and also um russell t davis did confirm that those collection sets of each doctor will retain the original jody whitaker logo so oh good so there'll be have, some uniform yeah. yeah yeah so when you have them stocked uh, stacked above your shelf they all look uniform it looks it will look great although i'm still waiting for original versions to be re-released because they've basically the original versions were limited edition and they kind of re-released them as like smaller packages and it does Mm. not look good in your shelf like (laughs) i want them all to be re-released as the original limited edition because it doesn't boys yeah yeah it's ridiculous i just want them all to look the same it looks bad on my shelf at the moment (laughs) uh in other news we have the ratings for the power of the doctor jody's final episode uh, the viewing figures are in for Jodie Whittaker's Doctor Who swan song, The Power of the Doctor, which has delivered the sci-fi drama its highest chart position in four years. Audience membership organization Barb uh, has revealed that the show's seven-day <laughs> consolidated viewership, including those who watch the episode live and those who caught up later in the week, stands at 5.3 million people, which is really fucking good for Jodie's Doctor Who. I technically count as two of those views because i watched that episode twice in one week but uh <laughs> you know what you're gonna do 5.3 million people still because it you know 
yeah. <laughs> to take away 5.3 million is not a lot. Uh, the place that places it in the fifth most viewed program of the week, commencing Monday the 17th of October, beaten by Strictly Come Dancing's live show of 9.9 million. Insane that that show gets that many people watching it still. And its result, its result program with 8.6 million, as well as Channel 4's Great British Bake Off at 7.8 million, ITV's Doc Martin at 5.6 million. I've never even heard of Doc Martin. How's it getting more people watching it than Doc? Yeah, Doc. Doc Martin has been on the air for like 20 years at this point. I think it's the final season. But yeah, it's a show. Who watches ITV live? I don't know anybody (laughs) that watches ITV. Grandparents. Yeah, it has to be. Just grandparents are watching. Like, the fuck? What? Like, the only. In my parents' house, they watch TV live quite a bit, but the Mm. only thing that they watch live is BBC One. Like, BBC One's on, like, yeah. all the time. Yeah. <laughs> I don't yeah. know. Yeah, I, I don't understand why anyone would watch uh, advertisements on TV live. Yeah. At, at least wait, like, 15 minutes and then watch your recording of that channel, you know? Yeah. Crazy. Uh, BBC Entertainment correspondent Lisboa Zimba uh, notes that 4.04 million people watched this climatic scene as it was broadcast live, which gives an idea of the significant difference that catch-up viewers viewing makes to the final numbers, because everybody watches Doctor Who in their own time now. Everybody watches TV whenever yeah. the fuck they want. Which know? is why the Disney partnership is perfect, because yeah. anyone could just watch any time they want. It's perfect. Yeah. Uh and then we've got an interesting link. Oh, that's the Doctor Who fall. Doctor Who fell over. We we led with that story, the biggest story that's ever come into Doctor Who. Yeah, you um, want to talk about Fall Guys for a bit? Do you, you like these costumes? They look pretty decent. I really do. I really like the Dalek one. I really like yeah. the Tom Baker one. The Jodie one's all right. Um, the David Tennant one's all right. But it's it's a fun collaboration. It's probably yeah. the biggest collaboration, official collaboration Doctor Who's had yeah. in video games in ages. Because, of course, they had that Fortnite one recently, but that was an unofficial collaboration. That was just somebody at BBC being like, I made this in Fortnite. Um, yeah, you know? so in preparation for this podcast, I whipped up Fall Guys and I realized that these fucking costumes... You need about you need to spend about sixteen pounds or something like that to get all the costumes, which isn't bad. But it's like I'm not spending that money on a game I played two years ago for like a month. I'm yeah, not, I'm not spending that money. It's ridiculous. It is. It is for a game that I will not play again once I forget they did this collaboration as well. It's a fun enough game, but it it just once you play it enough, it's like okay, I, I get it. Like I get this. But game yeah, now. the the brand new costumes of the fourth. 13th and 14th Doctor and Daleks and there's also like themes as well and a sonic screwdriver noise I don't understand but sure <laughs> but yeah I, I I imagine we'll get more branded content like this in the future with Disney I imagine they'll want to put more market market money into the show which would be great because Do- you know, God knows Doctor Who needs marketing after the Chivno era <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yes, it very much does, and it needs as many eyes on it as possible. As many little kids being like, what the fuck is Doctor Who? And then having their mind blown. Because um, that's how you get fans, and you hook them for life, and then they discover this podcast, and they're like, wow, these guys are annoying, I'm not listening. In <laughs> uh, other news, uh, the Seventh Doctor's Umbrella is available to purchase a 7th Doctor, official Doctor Who 7th Doctor question mark umbrella that functions as a proper umbrella is available to purchase from a 
company called Lavarzi, which, as far as I can tell, sell a lot of Doctor Who merchandise. Their yeah. logo is the fourth Doctor's tie. They also sell Star Trek merchandise. You should not have told me about this website. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, the umbrella, you know, it... the umbrella looks really good. It is fifty yeah. pounds. Fifty pounds isn't bad for like a collector's item. You know, I was expecting it to be like over a hundred pounds. Fifty yeah. pounds for an umbrella is obviously expensive, but if it's like a cosplaying element to it, it's perfect. You know? Yeah, but like I would great. want to buy it and just use it as a regular umbrella day to day. You know, I don't Go want to spend. Buy I, want, I, 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 I can't <laughs> afford that right now, Scott. <laughs> <laughs> uh, their star their star trek merch is uh, they've got some really cute christmas star trek stuff Ooh, this is a christmas fucking website if i've ever seen one. Oh boy yes i am bookmarking this site good thing a my replica family... of a replica of the fourth doctor scarf for 69 pounds nice that's that yeah <laughs> delicious <laughs> uh <laughs> Oh yeah, this is a this is a yeah. this is a site I, that I am going to be buying a lot of Christmas presents off. My family's yeah, really I, into Star Trek. So. <laughs> I have no interest in this website. I'm not into collecting stuff like clothes or shit like this. But yeah, it's it's interesting. You know, if you want to cosplay as the Seventh Doctor, you can have an official replica of, his, of the umbrella for a reasonable price. I would say, it's yeah, not bad. It's not terrible, and it, it looks like it'll be high quality as well. So yeah. you know, you're paying for the quality more than anything. Uh, in the the TV movie has been getting a lot of buzz recently because obviously there is the documentary coming out, which I am fucking desperate to see in cinemas. Um, we've yeah, got to find it, out. It, it already came out in cinemas and it just was not near me. I think it, the only showing in Scotland was in Edinburgh, which is Ooh. I'm I'm not traveling for something. Yeah, to see a movie. Like that, yeah, no. yeah. Uh, when, when it's on DVD next this month, actually. Awesome. Well, I'm going to get it in DVD and watch it on yeah. my big TV in the comfort of my home, not surrounded by strangers. Oh, that sounds <laughs> awful. Anyway, uh, to promote the release of the documentary Doctor Who Am I, multiple people involved with the TV movie were interviewed by Radio Tim's. Uh... <laughs> oh, Radio Times. <laughs> um... Leonard Nimoy, most famously, as you've written here, of Kingdom Hearts fame, which makes me boil in anger, nearly <laughs> directed the movie. Uh, Philip Segal, who was a producer, said, I have several meetings with Leonard Nimoy who wanted to direct it. I met him at Amblin Entertainment and we had wonderful conversations. He was genuinely excited about the possibility. Fox did not want him to do it. They were concerned it looked very kitsch. I can't say that word. Kitsch, 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 isn't it? Kitsch. It's kitsch. Yeah. yeah. They were concerned it looked very kitsch to go, aren't we clever? We've got Spock from Star Trek directing. Uh, Seagal revealed that the TV... Oh, he's movie- also from Star Trek. Whoa. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Uh, Seagal <laughs> revealed the TV movie's US broadcaster would only permit Nimoy to direct if he took a role in the TV movie, potentially as the master. Uh, that was just insulting to Leonard because that wasn't the objective of the ex- the object of the exercise. I think a Leonard Nimoy directed Doctor Who movie would have been fucking fantastic. He directed a lot of the Star Trek movies uh, and the likes, and those are mostly fun. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, I've never seen a single Star Trek movie he directed. I've not seen Three Men and a Baby. I think he also directed. I've seen. I watched that as a kid. I liked that movie as a kid. Yeah, I'm not aware of his directing powers. I've only seen a few episodes of the original Star Trek series. I've played Kingdom Hearts, Birth by Sleep, his best role. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, he did, you know, uh, in the, I think it was like the 80s or the 90s, he did publish a book that said, I am not Spock. And then in in parenthesis, it said, I am Xenonort. 
um and like a huge <laughs> like several exclamation marks because like he was like you know that's the role i want to be known yeah. by not not spock i am zayn or my <laughs> the role he died playing <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the TARDIS was almost changed in the movie, according to Seagal. Fox said, we don't want a police box for his spaceship. What they wanted, they simply described as something new, fresh, and different, uh, which is the most, like, corporate answer to, like, we want a new idea, it's gotta be fresh, different, you know? It's like that entire scene in the new Matrix movie, when they're trying to talk about, like, what is the Matrix? And it's like this montage of them saying nothing. Like... Uh, I obviously had to fight for the TARDIS. I explained to them that the police box was actually invented by Americans in New York City before the concept went to London, which is actually true. So once they realized it was an American invention, they left me alone, which is hilarious uh, <laughs> that they were so desperate for it to not have too much of a British connection. Yeah. Um, but, you but- know, with the TARDIS, at least it makes sense canonically that it could change. Like, you could just mm-hmm. say the circuit changed... That makes sense, at least. Yeah. But, you know, changing the TARDIS would be, like, so ridiculous. I, c- I can't Im- imagine. What if it was a DeLorean? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm just glad that they, you know, didn't want to change what the inside looked like because it was fucking perfect. Uh, they Aye. spoke about casting the master. Christopher Lee, also off Kingdom Hearts fame, Tim yeah. Curry, David Bowie, uh, Mick Jagger, and Sting were reportedly considered for the role. I had four bosses, Universal Studios, BBC Enterprises, Fox, and the BBC itself. Uh, he explained he being uh, Mr. Steven Seagal. Not Steven Seagal, Philip Seagal. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, wish it was, I wish it was Steven Seagal. Uh, sometimes you can be forced into making offers like bluff, like a bluff in poker because you gather intelligence to know the person isn't available or they don't want to do a series. The powers that be just want to know that you made the effort to ask. Though he insists that many of the rumors around the TV movie were either exagger- exaggerated or even completely false in the case of Ridley Scott being approached to potentially direct which would have been fucking interesting uh seagal admitted that sting's name did come up in a conversation to play the master i think his name came up for the villain he said these casting ideas were ultimately never a demand but more like wishes that would get tossed around a lot uh actors confirmed to have auditioned for the role of the eighth doctor include rowan atkinson eric idol anthony head and rick mayal uh while both christopher eccleson and peter capaldi who would later go on to play future incarnations were also invited to audition with Capaldi turning down the opportunity for fear he would be unsuccessful uh which is wild that Eccleston I didn't say he turned it down so Eccleston auditioned for the movie Uh, I have a question did we know this before I don't know (laughs) I don't know if we did know that it's just kind of casually written down I don't know if we did know because because we did a fucking four and a half hour podcast this last year yeah. I don't think it ever came up. I, I imagine I would remember that, but I don't yeah, remember. No, I, yeah, I think that's new information that's just kind of tucked in there. Like, oh yeah, Christopher Eccleston auditioned <laughs> for this role, but he didn't get it. He went on to play the next Doctor, so... Like, which is... Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and of course, um, Paul McGann thought Rowan Atkinson was for sure going to be cast as the yeah. doctor he was talking about recently in an interview, um, which we've, you know, we have seen Rowan Atkinson as the doctor in that comedy special written by Mr. Stephen Moffat. Go listen to Dr. Bean or whatever episode that is on the podcast <laughs> if you want to hear our thoughts on yep. that. You want to take this next bit? I've been talking so much. Uh, yes. Yeah, so, uh, sorry. Daphne Ashbrook, who plays Ace. Uh, sorry. Grace in the movie, not Ace. 
Yeah, she talks about wanting to return if the pilot went to series. So I wasn't under contract, I was just a guest star really. But about a week before we wrapped shooting, movie's writer Matthew Jacobs asked me while we were on the set if Fox picked it up, would I be interested in coming back and maybe doing the series? I said of course. In fact, I, I think I screamed and then hugged him. I almost made him pass out. I might have frightened him a little. <laughs> I have done some big finish audios, but essentially I was told you can't be Grace because someone finally found out that it was Universal that owned her. And unless they were willing to buy the rights, we could not legally bring her back. It's sad because I think there's a lot of opportunity for Big Finish or whoever to have some fun with these characters all together. So yeah. uh, all the rights of a movie are basically wrapped up in un- at Universal. Only the Master and the Doctor are basically allowed to be in Big Finish, which is quite sad. It is. Uh, I wonder if... Because Universal, they're the ones that are going through this. This is it. You know, it's not. It's Warner Brothers that are going through the fucking nightmare yeah. merger at the moment. Universal are just kind of sitting there, like, I guess we're alive still. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like, what was? Oh, what do they do these days? Minions. Think, yeah, they mainly produce like family movies and bad comedies. Like, yeah, oh yeah. Um, I wonder if they'd be interesting in selling. Interested in selling those rights to Disney. For Disney to make a spin-off series. You know, they would make a fucking bucket load of money off Disney. Yeah, the Disney deal might work, but, you know, they've also got the Hulk, the rights to a solo True. Hulk movie that they've oh, been but, sitting on for, but, like, God knows how long. They don't have them for much longer, uh, apparently, according to, I think, Mr. Sunday Movies? Like, they have, with the deal they made with Marvel, is they have the rights for, like, 20 years or something like that, and it's coming up on the uh, the the expiration for those rights, which means they would then default back to, because they've not made a Hulk movie, they would then default back to um, Marvel, yeah. also known as Disney, which is what they were teasing in She-Hulk, is the yeah. Hulk movie. Yeah. Uh, Dude, what, what, fucking copy uh, like rights are fucking dumb it's so i know it's, it's ridiculous. ridiculous like you <laughs> like, can use the hulk in tv shows and other movies but you just can't call you, the movie hulk yeah. you can basically make hulk a guest star in <laughs> like a supporting role in for ragnarok yeah but you, you like it's yeah. so strange yeah it, <laughs> it's very yeah. strange rights rights are really 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 stupid um, but yeah, stuff. Yeah, interesting stuff about the Eighth Doctor movie. There's been a load of information on the um, Radio Times website. So if you want to read more, you can read more. I obviously didn't include everything. There's an interesting interview with Paul McGann himself. Mm-hmm. He basically went over ex- his experience, basically being like, uh, I, "I feel like I ruined Doctor Who for a bit, but when they brought it back and said I was canon, which is brilliant." <laughs> uh, yeah, if you want to hear about our opinions on the Eighth Doctor movie. Oh my god! Listen yeah. to it last year because we did a four and a half hour podcast. Our longest really episode, it. our longest episode ever. Accidentally, we did not yeah. anticipate it to be almost five hours long. It's just we had a <laughs> lot of thoughts on the movie because it really surprised us. And you know, we should be in the Doctor Who am I, you know, movie documentary we because be. the whole movie is about how fandom evolved yeah. to change her opinions about this movie. How you know how the convention scene changed and. 
how everybody likes this movie. Not everybody likes this movie, but people have changed their opinion on this odd little Doctor Who movie. Mm-hmm. We should be approached. But we should have been. Late. We should have been approached. <laughs> you know, we should have been. It's ridiculous. To be fair, we probably started. We probably released that episode like when they were halfway yeah. through filming, and they never heard of it because it was very. It's like episode like four or five of the podcast, but. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, it's yeah, it's worth movie. worth listening to that episode for sure. It's worth watching the movie. I fucking love that movie. I'll defend it to the ends of the earth. It's fantastic. Yeah, it's silly nonsense, not unlike Power of a Doctor. <laughs> um, but speaking of silly nonsense, Big Finish are releasing a shit ton of stuff in November. <laughs> yes, they are. Uh, you want to take the first one then? Yes, our first one is Nem Free Unit Nemesis Free Objective Earth. <laughs> Love big Finnish titles; they're so catchy. Um, so basically, Axos has been freed from the time loop. I, All I right. guess he was. I guess he was I in guess. a time loop. <laughs> <laughs> and it is plotting to drain Earth's energy. Without the Doctor's help to stop the powerful space parasite, Unit are forced to rely on a multi-personality renegade Time Lord known as the Eleven. The Eleven is basically what if every incarnation of a Time Lord lived inside its own head. It's yeah, kind of so like we, a movie split. We, we've spoken about the Eleven before. Again, in a really early episode of the podcast, I think it was uh, the one with Bok. Because that was a really long podcast as well. They were like three hours long. <laughs> uh, I think I think we spoke about the eleven way 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 back then last year. Yeah, but um, this one obviously has Kate Stewart and Osgood. Who I wonder when Osgood is ever going to show up on screen again. The last time we saw her was in the Zygon two parter. Obviously, she's still into Doctor Who, so God knows. And also, we have. Um, Eleanor Crooks as Naomi Cross, who was apparently a fourth Doctor companion in the fourth Doctor audio box set. Right. But okay. I, I don't know anything about her. It's, it, you know, Doctor Who canon is weird. I don't know what's going on in here. Uh, the Axos is also a Bob Baker creation who also created the uh, K9. So it's interesting that they're in this box set. Uh, I'm interested. I'd, I'd buy this, but I don't know what the fuck's going on. This is part three of like a. I don't know I what's don't... going on either, and like I don't. This is Nem Three Unit Unit Nemesis Three, but th- if you scroll down, they've also got Unit Nemesis Four, which I guess yeah. is different than Unit Nemesis Three. <laughs> Wait, is Unit Nemesis Four not coming out after this? Is that? Oh yeah, it's a pre-order available in April 2023. Wow, that's a fucking... They've really got that pre-order up and early. Jesus. Coming out (laughs) in April next year and they're like, ah, pre-order it now. 20 quid. Yeah, Nemesis (laughs) 1 has Tom Baker as a curator doctor? Question mark? Right. Yeah. Um, So my question is, um, does this take place before or after Chris Chibnall destroyed Unit? (laughs) When does this take place? Yeah, but Chris Chibnall destroyed Unit twice, so... <laughs> Which five? Yeah, look, looking at previous box sets, you know, River Song makes a, an appearance. The War Master makes an appearance. Fucking hell, there's so much. Yeah, like, is this is this considered canon? I don't know. I I don't think I'm ever going to listen to this Unit Nemesis series. It seems complicated, and seems like there's a lot. Also, Joe Grant makes an appearance. The Silence makes an appearance. Of course, yeah. They have two box sets, apparently. Jesus Christ, there's so much oh, unit stuff. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, just if you look at... Because I was just opening up the next box set. 
And Unit uh -huh. Nemesis 3, there is yep. a lady with silver hair. In the next yep, box that's... set, which is called Doctor Who, the Seventh Doctor Adventures, Sullivan and Cross, AWOL, it's the same silver-haired lady. Yeah, uh, that's the Fourth Doctor companion I'm also ah. talking about. And also, uh, Harry Sullivan is, of course, another Fourth Doctor companion. So, it's the Seventh Doctor with two Fourth Doctor companions. Right. <laughs> One an of elf. them audio and uh, yeah, an elf <laughs> from Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Lord uh, knows what the fuck is going on. Jesus Christ. Uh, this next box set, uh, it says, Sometimes the Time Lord forgets precisely where he left things. Keys, screwdrivers, companions. Henry, Harry Sullivan and Naomi Cross are stuck in the wrong time. So, when the TARDIS arrives, they give up their 21st century lives to find a way home but as they join a doctor a different version to any they've met before harry and naomi are in a few in for a few perilous stops along the way this is six parts jesus fuck it's two stories one four part and one two part story one's called london orbital by john dorney long ago a massacre in suburban in a suburban house led to the young harry sullivan joining unit but the murders were never solved years later harry and Harry and Naomi Cross investigate an oddity in London Underground and uncover a whole side, whole different side of the capital. Creatures of myth are running amok across the city in a conflict going back decades, and somewhere in the shadows lurks a new incarnation of their old friend, the Doctor, and he's here to stop a war. Uh, and then Scream of the Daleks by Lisa McMullen. Halloween 1969, the Doctor, Harry, and Naomi respond to his scream for rescue. Uh, they find that people have been dying in the same spot on this day across millennia, but in their bid to stop the nightmare, the travellers have unleashed the Doctor's old enemy. They may be one cry for help, better left unanswered. Or this maybe even. Uh, interesting. I really like the idea of old companions stumbling into the Doctor, not, yeah. you know, thinking it's their Doctor and it being a different version of the Doctor. This is a recurring theme this season, uh, this month. You know, we just yeah. had Power of the Doctor, now we have this, and later on we have a Ninth Doctor audio set that has a story about meeting old companions. It's it's an interesting theme. And also the final story is a Halloween special. Why did they not release this last month? Who knows? Uh, what, what's great is if you look at the backstage, there's a bunch of photos with Sylvester McCoy and the entire cast and crew, and what a little man he is. <laughs> what a little old man. Just a little jolly man. Just a little I, jolly I old man. Yeah, I'm going to Aberdeen Comic Con where he's also going. Um, I can't wait to stand next to him because I'm a giant. <laughs> yeah, you're a tower over him. Ah, <laughs> oh, what a what a lovely guy. Uh, this this box set seems interesting. I like the idea. It also seems ridiculously complicated because I have yeah. no idea who these companions are, and it seems really long. Um, with but, six but parts, also, you know. Yeah, Harry Sullivan was like a one season companion with the Fourth Doctor, and then he pops up in these big finished box sets the actor who played him died so he's been replaced um i think he's also in some of the unit stories which implies that he had access to time travel now who he's knows? also uh, in knows? some of the eighth he's also in the next third i, I don't know what's going on man. <laughs> i don't know what's going on i'm scared <laughs> um our next box set oh is the eighth doctor um adventures what lies inside uh the doctor live and helen are traveling once again in the universe of space and time they find some old enemies causing havoc on a temporal research station before a trip to the isle of man in the 1930s where they where they encounter a famous enigma uh this is two stories paradox of the daleks by john dornayton he just write a story in the last box yes. that we just yes he did read yes. busy what, man was it this was it the dalek story no the dalek it was the other one the dalek story okay. was written by a woman 
Okay, um, a oh, woman. Yeah. <laughs> and speaking of a woman, Gotta Vidalby go commit crimes. <laughs> yeah, Vidalby Spook is written by Lauren Mooney and Stuart Pringle. Oh my god. <laughs> so the first one is two parts and the last one is one part. Imagine we're close to an hour long. Uh-huh. Um, I can't be worried reading these, but yeah, interesting stuff. <laughs> It is. This is. Is this part of the new Eighth Doctor yes. reboot-ish? No longer yes. connected if, to the twenty years of his story. Yeah, yeah if you remember before, uh, there was like four series worth of box sets, all inter- interconnected, and mm-hmm. each of these four series had four box sets, so it's sixteen box sets you'd have to listen to in order to get the whole story. This is like a a reboot essentially and we're jumping on board with this i'm looking forward to it yes. i think both of us are wanting to jump on board i love with this. love paul mcgann i want more of him in my ear please <laughs> so yeah dalek story is of course a great way to kick off this reboot mm-hmm. yes very and, much um, and a very spooky halloweeny sounding episode as well which is interesting i'm very yeah. interested i uh, I'm, I'm on board same. Uh, speaking of Doctors that we like to listen to, Doctor Who, The Ninth Doctor Adventures, Hidden Depths. Uh, sometimes things lurk below the surface which only the Doctor can see. From a moon with poison seas to a 19th century health spa, even somewhere as every day as a furniture store on a Sunday afternoon, there are always hidden depths and unseen dangers to uncover. This is a three-story box set with The Seas of Titan by Elizabeth Miles. Uh, her parents didn't know how to spell Elizabeth, apparently. Uh, Lay Down Your Arms by Lisa McMullen and Flat Pack by John Dorney. Oh my god, John Dorney writing another box set this month. This is third box set coming out this... He better be fucking good. Uh, this is, of <laughs> course, Christopher Eccleston's latest box set. His ninth... Box set? How many box sets has he done? Mm, this would be the seventh. Seventh, okay. Uh, yeah. This one obviously has got sea devils in it and a really shit-looking guy in a mask. This is, I think this <laughs> might be my least favourite Eccleston box set cover they've done. It is ugly and boring-looking. Yeah, I'm very, very, very. We've said this before, but they are definitely running out of pictures of Christopher Eccleston as the ninth <laughs> doctor. Because I feel like I've seen this picture used like a, a million times already. Yeah. But yeah, the first story has sea devils, and the, se- uh, the last story has um, fucking two of the characters we were just talking about in the Eighth Doctor, uh, Liv and Helen. Right, I think. of course. And um, the interesting thing about this is um, the actress who plays Liv, I think, said that basically her character arc for this story is kind of getting over the death of the Eighth Doctor because obviously a new incarnation mm-hmm. has come along. And it's interesting because obviously we just had a Doctor regenerate, and also this is a, a kind of introduction to us for these new companions who have been traveling with the Ninth Doctor, Eighth Doctor for a while. So I'm interested in this box set. Interesting stuff. Yes. Hopefully, hopefully we don't run into a situation where it's only like one really good story and one middle one story and one really which, bad story. Which that has feels been, like a, yeah, it's been the pattern, hasn't it? Yeah. Hopefully this is a solid story all along. Yeah, I hope so. Uh, our next one is uh, Torchwood, the 67th standalone story, which is kind of wild. Jesus Christ. Um, Torchwood, the Lincolnshire po- Poacher. Um, well, this one's written really weirdly. And mysterious <laughs> signals lead Torchwood to the mall. 4184. Greg likes countryside walks and recording the songs of birds. 
3627. No one knows the secret of the number stations. 1205. How long has Yanto Jones been trapped inside the boiler room? 9723. Reality is collapsing. 3581. The Lincolnshire poacher is waiting. You know what? It's a really <laughs> weird description. But it sold me more so than the other box sets on it because it's it's like I'm like what the fuck is it talking about? I need to listen and find out, you know. Um, his fucking right arm looks really weird. Does not look attached to his body. That is because I think that's a photoshopped arm. <laughs> I don't think that arm is is actually a part of his it, body. It's a, it, it's supposed to look like he's running. Like, like he's got this. it backwards, but it's like yeah, it's too skinny and warped at the wrong angle. Yeah, it looks like he had a birth defect. <laughs> <laughs> it does almost. It almost looks like his arm is really short, doesn't it? It looks yeah, like, yeah, like he's got a really short arm. Um, I'm not sure what's going on in this one. I've not bought any of the Torchwood. I've only bought season five of Torchwood. I still need to listen to that, but... No, you don't. Yeah. That's okay. I, I do wonder if we're ever going to bring back Captain Jack because we had that Temp Doctor crossover special we were all waiting for. I was looking forward to that one. Mm-hmm. But... Uh, then they've also got a lot of Blake 7 stuff coming out. Uh, they've got one called After the War, where the Galactic War has unexpected repercussions. I didn't know there was a Galactic War in Blake 7. Um, <laughs> I know I know nothing about Blake 7. I like, um, I, and um, they also have a novel, uh, the e-book, called Babe and the Butcher, which has Colin Baker in the front, because yeah. he was in Blake 7 before Doctor Who. We need to do Blake 7 at some point, that'd be fun. It's on BritBox, I'd be interested just to know what it is, you know? Because yeah. <laughs> as far as I know, it's just a cheesy sci-fi British show. Uh, I don't know what the plot is at all. Yeah, um, and also Star Cops, which is another 80s BBC sci-fi show, which... Star Cops, about Star Cops, I guess. <laughs> the most funny B movie title I've ever heard in my entire <laughs> life. It's, I mean, it's it's extremely close to Space Cop, isn't it? Um, yeah, from Red Light Red Media. Red Media, yeah. Uh, but that's that is all the big finished box sets we've got coming out. I think it's pretty obvious which ones we're most interested in. That being the yeah. eighth and ninth Doctor. Uh, the other ones, uh, they seem a bit complicated, a bit too much yeah. of a continuation of series that we have no investments in. Yeah, with Unit Nemesis 3, we have to listen to the last two box sets, or maybe more. Yeah. Uh, with the Seventh Doctor, Adventure, Sullivan, and Cross, I would need to remind myself who Harry is. I vaguely remember him. He was in Genesis of the Daleks and most of Season 1 of Tom Baker's run. I don't know who Naomi is. Mm-mm, no idea. I don't know who Naomi Cross, but I guess she's a Fourth Doctor companion who sometimes works with Unit in the present day. And also mm. runs into a seventh doctor in the future. Yeah. I don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> and then the tortured one is pretty interesting. Um, it, but I have no idea what it's about. I would literally only listen to it out of sheer curiosity. Uh, just because that description is so strange, but it's fun. Yeah. Uh, yeah, um, interesting month for Big Finish. A, a good variety, I would say. They always have a good variety. They seem to space things out really well. I think it's interesting they're releasing both the new 8th Doctor and 9th Doctor in the same month, um, mm. which is pretty cool for us. You know, that's two new big finish stories that we get to listen to. Um, just just an interesting one. It's probably the, the most interested I've been with big finish releases, which is funny because I think this is probably the worst looking batch of releases yeah. they've had in a while. Yeah, but I'm, de- I'm definitely buying two this month. I usually only buy, like, zero or one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
I, th- I think Power of the Doctor made me more interested in going into the big finish stuff, but I don't have the money at the moment, so I can't. Mm-hmm. Yeah, cost of living crisis, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, in other releases, the Doctor Who season 13 specials are coming out on Blu-ray, specifically Steelbook Blu-ray with a very fucking nice looking Steelbook. It is. Yeah, it looks beautiful. It is pretty. Or you could just buy it on DVD, I guess. Uh, although that's just the 13th season. Amazon, why are you lying to me? Uh, yeah, Amazon does not know how to process <laughs> this information. Yeah, but it's it's the three specials, which includes two goodish episodes and one really really bad episode. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I guess this is just it must just be for collectors. Um, oh my god, there's reviews for this already. I'm interested. These are just reviews for Flux. Amazon, stop lying to me. <laughs> my god, there's Wait. a lot of five star reviews for Flux. But yeah, the interesting thing about this fucking DVD uh, Blu-ray is the fact that every story on it, well, there's already three stories, but they all have audio commentaries, and I'm fucking interested in that fucking Sea Devil storyline. Yeah, that like, would be what, that uh, would be interesting to listen with commentary on. Yeah, like, what the fuck do they even say? <laughs> Just Chibnall being like, I had to write this in a day. Uh, <laughs> like... The BBC gave me no warning. They just said, like, where's the episode? And I was like, what episode? Uh, like, <laughs> like two of these stories were basically written at last minute, basically. Like, uh, Eve of the Daleks was written in, like, two weeks or something, I think he said. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it was basically like, we had to do it on one set because we just did not have a budget for it. Mm-hmm. And obviously, The Legend of Sea Devils was written, like, last minute as well. And it's a fucking mess. Our Doctor is pretty good, though. It's very fun, yes. Uh, we've also got Doctor Who Am I, which we have spoken briefly about at the start of this episode, coming out on Blu-ray, only for 13 quid, and or yeah. a tenner on DVD, which is not bad at all. That's coming out on November 28th. That is one that I definitely hope I can afford to buy when it comes out, Yeah, I'm because I am I exceedingly to... interested in it. I'm going to pre-order it right now, so you take oh, the next wow. one. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> Uh, we've got books coming out and all with Doctor Who and the Daleks Illustrated Edition. Uh, I think we spoke about this when it was first announced. Yeah, we spoke about this before, but yeah, it's, it's coming out next month and it looks beautiful. It looks very nice. Yes. With, I, I, uh, I think they even advertised it after Power of the Doctor as well on BBC One. So It's, it's also got an introduction written by Neil Gaiman. Uh, I enjoy good Neil Gaiman. Uh, his writing is always very fun. Oh wow! I could just read it right now. I'm, on the preview of the book, it's it's it opens up with Neil Gaiman's entire intro oh, and then nice. the first chapter. Interesting. It's basically, the only um, new content aside from the illustrations. Yeah, uh, this is a dramatic reinvention of the very first Doctor Who novel from 1963 and the hundreds of novels that followed. But few can claim to have surpassed its powerful storytelling and unique atmosphere. Written by Doctor Who's first story editor. David Whittaker and lavishly illustrated by the acclaimed comic book artist Robert Hack. Uh, adapted from Terry Nation's first Dalek story, Doctor Who and the Daleks sees Ian Chesterton and Barbara Wright caught up in the flight through time and space of the mysterious Doctor and his granddaughter Susan. They travel in the TARDIS to the planet Scarrow where they strive to save a peace-loving Thals from the evil intentions of the hideous Daleks. Uh, can they succeed? And if they do, will Ian and Barbara ever see their native Earth? 
this is the ultimate edition of an iconic novel, a deluxe volume that embraces both proud tradition and modern innovation to present the drama of a Dalek dystopia you've never seen before. Comes in at 224 pages and seems fun. I don't think I I'm thought you were going to say 224 pounds. I was like, holy shit. No, it's 20 pounds for the hardcover <laughs> or 7.99 for paperback. Mm. Always buy paperback. It's way better. But I will yeah. say the hardcover cover is nicer than the paperback one the paperback one is nice though it is nice but it, it looks a bit cheaper i need to click on the link to see the difference you can also buy it as an mp3 cd who's doing that <laughs> for an illustrated <laughs> edition yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh, our next book is a world of demons the villains of doctor who which is written by david bushman and barnaby edwards who is one of the daleks in the new series he, he he's, he's a little man who goes inside Vitalik. Ah, nice. And um, uh, basically a world of demons with villains of Doctor Who. One may tolerate a world of demons for the sake of an angel. This is a lot of quotes. Yeah. <laughs> and basically it's a series of essays about all the villains in Doctor Who. Which is... Oh, that's fun. Yeah, that yeah, sounds it's, fun. It's, it's interesting. Uh, then we've got Birds of Passage, which is communist propaganda what am i looking at here uh, uh countermeasures novel birds of passage by robert manmore based on doctor who characters created by ben Ar aronovich uh the cold war is in full swing as the british government in partnership with wooden armaments launches the cerberus satellites into orbit transforming worldwide communications but all is not as it seems retired air vice marshal ian gilmore is reluctantly drawn into helping an embat embattled government dispatched into a divided germany he soon finds himself on the wrong side of the berlin wall as he helps a soviet engineer with a terrible secret to defect the west back home professor rachel jensen discovers her work at cambridge has been prevented by wooden armament wooden uh, wooden armaments uh when the cerberus launch team including allison williams and Anne travers goes missing rachel begins an investigation that unearths a terrible conspiracy at the heart of the british establishment a conspiracy that threatens the entire world this is the second book in a two novel event birds of prey will release in 2022 what was the first one I don't know. <laughs> How did we miss the first one getting? Um, apparently, I, I imagine. How I is this connected interested. to Doctor Who? Based on Doctor Who um, characters. So basically, the character is one of the characters from Remembrance of Italics, which is a Seventh Doctor story, and that's basically the only connection. Basically, the guy owns the character, and he's like, "I want to make some Doctor Who money." <laughs> and yeah, cool. I think this was. There's some weird text below. It's like, uh, due to a pandemic, Birds of Passage now has a different offer. If you have ordered for sequel, Birds of Prey, this has been delayed. If you want to swap this order for another book, please contact Karen at candybookjarbooks.co.uk. <laughs> um, so yeah, this is a very, obviously, independent organization. It is. It's, it's it, very strange. <laughs> it is. It's a small indie publishing house. Um... They seem cute, though. They they accept unsolicited unsolicited submissions, which is always nice to see. Uh, you can also like self-publish your own book through them, I guess, or they just tell you how to self-publish. It's a very jank website yeah. for a very small indie publishing thing. They've released a unit book. What the fuck? Oh yeah, they've released like loads of unit books starring the Brigadier. They've even got like a series about his granddaughter or something. Who's like I, I don't understand what the fuck is going on with any of us to be honest. It's mm. very strange. 
What an interesting little company that exists. And, and it just shows you the Doctor universe is so much wider than we even realise. It goes further than Big Finish. <laughs> yeah, it goes into small indie publishing companies in Cardiff. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> wild. What a wild, wild thing. That website's not been updated since 2006. Uh, we've also got an yeah, interesting... Yeah, there's a series called The Lucy Wilson Mysteries... And it's apparently linked into Doctor Who somehow? Sure. Sure. Yeah, I don't understand it. <laughs> it's about this little girl named Lucy Wilson who's best friends with a bald man or something. I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, who what? knows. Uh, but we've got an interesting release coming up with that one that we've not really ever spoken about and that is action yeah. figures uh, the 13th Doctor and Yaz uh, and apparently a Weeping Angel are coming as action figures uh, in a set which is fun I- I've never super been into action figures off Same. off anything really I always think they fuck up the face I always think yeah. the, f- the face is never quite right um <laughs> We also have more uh, figures coming out of this range. There's um, the Ninth Doctor and Rose and the hologram of the Ninth Doctor. Yeah, Rose's, yeah, got Rose's f- um, 2006 baggy jeans. Also, she has no hips. What the fuck is <laughs> wrong with her? her? Her action figure looks like a piece of shit. That's it an does. awful looking action figure. It's not got any hips. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, and then we got the first Doctor and electronic TARDIS set, I, but it's not I, the first first Doctor, it's the David Bradley first Doctor. It is, it's the David Bradley first Doctor, but I think that's a nice looking action figure, to be fair. It looks nice, yeah. And then we've got the Daleks, the history of the Daleks, Genesis of the Daleks. To be fair, you can't really go that wrong with a Dalek. No, a Dalek's going to look good as a toy every time, isn't and it? we've also got Destiny of the Daleks and uh, the Davros Dalek, which looks pretty decent. Yeah, I like that as well. Yeah, it's, yeah. It, I'm not interested in collecting action figures, but here we go. <laughs> yeah, we're going to buy all of them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm not super interested in them either, but I, I guess it's cool that they exist, you know? If if anything was yeah. to exist, I'm, I guess I'm glad that they are. Uh, <laughs> like, it, it's not too bad, but that really brings us to the end of the news section of this podcast which is lovely we've 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 hit an hour which is which is very nice uh this section if you've never listened to it before is where me and scott just chat about shit for like i don't know as long as we want and then we just kind of end the episode at some point this is just our like catch up like let's talk about something other than doctor who for five fucking minutes please uh so scott what have you been watching if you say Doctor Who, I'll I've... fucking jump through that screen and hit you. <laughs> I've been watching Doctor. Um, I've been watching, been watching Dark Doctor Shadows. No. <laughs> <laughs> I've I've been watching Dark Shadows, which, if you don't know, is a 1966 soap opera that lasted from 1966 to 1971, and it's basically about a orphan girl who's like 18 years old, and she gets a mysterious letter to invite her to be the kind of like the tutor of a weird kid who's who's obsessed with murdering his dad right. um, <laughs> and it's a soap opera in america and it's it's at the moment it's it's supposed to be supernatural but at the moment the only supernatural elements are occasionally a door will close on its own Ooh, um, um she'll uh this lady victoria who's a tutor she'll occasionally see a dark mysterious figure standing there and she never really is like acknowledging it but mm-hmm. it's it's spooky it's atmospheric it's interesting basically the big mystery at the moment is 
why did this cu- she's basically sent to this like uh, big mansion this big spooky mansion mm-hmm. and it's basically like why did the owner of this mansion um hire her they've never even heard of her and this um this mansion is set in maine and i think um stephen king was a huge fan of this show so well a lot he, of influences i think he, he, he lives in maine so it's an lo- interesting show so my, my question scott for you is there's a million TV shows. There's a million TV shows releasing every month. (laughs) Shows that you want to watch. Shows that you need to catch up on. And you go, yeah, I'm going to watch this show from the 1960s no one's ever heard of or cares about. Yeah, and it also has a thousand episodes. Yeah, why? Why did you decide to do this? (laughs) Because it's on YouTube and it's free and I was interested. Wow. And a a vampire comes in at some point and there's ghosts and there's witches and there's time travel... Kind of like Doctor Who, and also like Doctor Who, there's like weird, there's weird, there's moments where they mess up lines because they couldn't afford to do another mm. take, and there's moments where you just see the boom mic and shit like that. It's fun to watch. <laughs> Incredible. <laughs> Incredible. Um, it's a fun show. I, I've not been watching anything from the 1960s uh, recently. Uh, what have I actually been watching? What, what have I been going through? Um, Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> I have. I'm still playing Kingdom Hearts. And it's fine, I guess. Um, TV show wise, though, holy shit! What am I actually watching on TV right now? I finished Inside the new Man. season. I did. Oh yes, okay. Inside Man. I watched that. Basically, binged it over the course of a week. Watched it over the course of a week, um, and it is fine. David Tennant is good. The writing is very Stephen Moffat-y, and at <laughs> times frustrating as fucking yeah. all ends because there are moments. Like, the whole thing starts off in an extremely... Co- like, the whole, like, like uh, drama of the series starts because of an extremely convoluted thing happening. Um, mm. So I'm going to spoil I'm going to spoil how it starts to start, right? So uh, David Tennant plays a priest. And a guy comes to him and he's like, Hey, uh, you know, my mom's going to be looking for my porn. Can you please hold on to this for me and hide it from me? Because my mom's going to go mental if she sees it. And it's kind of a weird dude. The porn's on a USB stick. You can pretty quickly qu- jump to conclusions as to what it is. Uh, David Tennant is like, I'm a priest. I've got to look after you. You know, I have a res- duty of care to God and, you know, to looking after you and stuff like that. I'm a- He's a vicar specifically. He's got one line he repeats throughout the whole series where he says, I'm a fucking vicar, which is, it's, it's <laughs> honestly, it's great. Uh, but he takes the USB stick and he hides it. He puts it in his pocket. And the mother doesn't find it. Then he goes home and his son's tutor uh, is, is coming to over to the house and stuff like that david tennant empties his pockets to put his keys away accidentally drops the usb stick into the key pot uh the key bowl even then the woman is like can i connect to your wi-fi or something and the son that's getting tutored goes oh yeah that's okay let me just you know i'll, I'll connect you to the wi-fi through hotspot right is the password dracula because that was uh, I think <laughs> the password was in dracula <laughs> uh it's not uh but, he, but <laughs> right this is what i fucking i don't think stephen moffat knows what a hotspot is because the son goes i'll connect you to the hotspot on my phone uh and she's like oh okay and then the son grabs the usb stick from the keyboard and goes here plug this in this is a dongle you don't fucking need a dongle to connect to a hotspot. It, <laughs> right? To be fair, I don't think Stephen Moffat understands the concept of the internet in general. Because if you remember Clara in Vows of St. John, she's like, hello, how do, how do I turn on the Wi-Fi? Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but fucking, so he gives her this USB stick. 
thinking that it's the internet dongle, which is just ridiculous <laughs> already. Uh, and the, the tutor plugs it in and obviously sees a lot of child pornography, uh, which she assumes to be this the, the sons that's given it to her. He is, she assumes that that is his pornography that he's accidentally given to her. So David Tennant comes in and they're like, uh, he, cause he knows that he, the son's given this USB stick to the tutor. And he's like, shit, we got to get that offer right now. Not telling his son what it is. And his son's like, Oh, what is it? Is it porn or something? It's okay. I'll tell her it's my porn. So the son goes, Oh, it's just my porn. You're looking at, sorry. It's a, that's a bit embarrassing. Whoops. You know, not knowing that what she's looking at is a crime. Uh, and, and she's like, hell. she's like, what the fuck? It's your porn. You're just casual telling that to me and he's like yeah there's nothing to be embarrassed about and you know the david Tennant sends him away and then he's like okay you gotta give me that usb stick tutor lady and she's like no i'm gonna go to the police because your son is talking about being a pedophile super fucking casually and you're protecting him and david Tennant's like no 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 you need to understand that i'm not doing that it's not my son he was just lying on my behalf and it's because it's like what is it your porn it's like no no it's not my porn and all fucking david Tennant has to say is i'm a fucking vicar somebody that gave that to me to look after because they were, you know, in a panic situation. But the lady doesn't let him talk and jumps into this conclusion and they have the most frustrating fucking argument I've ever watched on TV. And then she, like, falls down some stairs and David Tennant kidnaps her. Um... And then the show, what like, the fuck? then the show, <laughs> then the show, like, begins. Uh, it's, it's a really fun show. There's some interesting bits. Steve Buscemi, uh... uh Steve Buscemi, that's his name? I think so. Uh, he's really good in it, but fuck me. Is that setup convoluted as yeah. fuck? Like, <laughs> so many things have to happen. So many people have to not listen. And Stephen Moffat has to not know what the fucking hotspot is. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, the thing with Stephen Moffat is I've kind of been burned out for his work. I wasn't into his run-up Doctor Who as much as you were. Loved it, Like. Yeah. Like, some of it was fine, some of it was really good, actually. But, like, the middle part of his run was kind of... And eh. um, I did not like... I liked the first two episodes of Dracula. I did not like the last episode. That's kind of burned me off from Moffat for life, to be honest. I hear Inside Man is good. I keep wanting to watch it, but it's like... Can I, I'll just watch Dark Shadows instead. I've watched, like, four episodes of Dark Shadows. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Inside Man is only four episodes. It doesn't linger yeah. around. The ending, I thought, was a bit disappointing, but fine it wasn't yeah. frustrating or anything everything did get wrapped up uh the devil's I'm, hour also got yes. released which we should both watch and i think yes. we should both talk about that next month i am i am very much wanting to watch that i'm yeah. I, that's the moffat show i'm most excited about is yeah. you know peter capaldi being a weird dude in prison or something and then he well, also some, has access to time travel yeah supernatural stuff's going on <laughs> uh it seems it seems very interesting as far as tv shows go i i also finished watching the new season of big mouth which i don't think is a show that you have any care for at all um i only watched six episodes of it and i was not into it and i gave uh, it a good try you can't say i didn't give it a it good is, try six it, episodes it is a show that at times makes me extremely uncomfortable but m for some reason i really like the characters and it's got just some quotes that really tickle me you know like there 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 was one quote in this season that's been stuck in my brain which is just uh one of the main characters dads being like you know your door or your penis one of them's getting removed which one uh <laughs> it's, it's you know there's just dumb shit like that that i like i like the characters i like the songs it's not a great show but it's fine uh but that new mm -hmm. season came out and the new season is fun it's you know light-hearted dumb but sex positive and kind of cool uh just sometimes gets uncomfortable if somebody walks in on you watching it because you've got a lot of explaining to do uh, <laughs> but it, yeah yeah i finished watching that and it was okay um 
other than that, I'm I, I'm not really watching too many TV shows at the moment. I've been playing a lot of video games. Been playing through Cyberpunk again. Been playing through Kingdom Hearts, obvious. I'm actually playing, honestly, too many games at the moment. I am playing yeah. Cyberpunk, Kingdom Hearts, uh, fucking... Res- you gave Resident Evil a try. I'm play- playing Resident Evil. Too. I'm playing Zelda. Hang on, let me pull up this. I'm playing Assassin's Creed Origins. I just downloaded Persona 5 because it came out on Game Pass, so I'm playing that. Uh, I'm playing Vampire Survivors. I'm playing uh, do Elden Ring again. Uh, <laughs> I'm oh, obviously, I'm, obviously, I'm streaming Psychonauts. I haven't played that yeah. in about a month, but I am playing that as well. I'm playing a lot of video games at the moment. Uh, <laughs> you haven't played Psychonauts so long. I've, I, the last time you streamed, I lost to Fred, and I was like, I'm just going to make dumb jokes in the chat. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I, can't, I can't play too many video games at once, because once I lose to Fred, I'm like, I don't know what's going on. I can't play this anymore. Oh, I just, I just remember. So yeah, I just, I just, moment, I, I don't forget. Yeah, I'd remember with video I, games. I, sorry, with video games, I played Resident Evil. Now I'm playing Resident Evil too. It's fun. It's fun. Yeah, I like I, Resident Evil. I find it hard for me to really focus on one video game at a time, uh, just because I get fucking bored. I'm like, okay, I just, I need a break from this world. I want to go play something else. Uh, you know, I want to, I want to play a different game, and I never really struggle with forgetting of plots. Even if I do forget the plot, like in my day to day, the second I launch the game and get back into it, it all comes streaming back to me. I'm like, okay, yeah, I remember what I was doing, uh, and just go back into it. Uh, I like, I play video games a lot, honestly, but just doing yeah. that, and I'm, I'm. But you never stream. You never stream. Yeah, true, true. But that I just, <laughs> I, I just, it's so busy. You know, uh, I'm not playing any games that I want to stream at the moment. Besides Psychonauts, um, I, uh, I besides that, I'm just writing a lot, uh, writing stuff that I'm not allowed to talk about. So, yeah, just typing away. No, Type, typing you're away. Ri- you're writing porn for the dark web. I, I'm definitely not. <laughs> I. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, what 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 about what what what's is that? I don't I don't really have too much else to talk about. The world's gone to shit. Is, That's fun. We got yeah. two new prime ministers um, since doing yeah, the last new, uh, news podcast. Yeah. <laughs> it's been a fucking crazy month, man. <laughs> like I have I've not had time to do much this month because October uh, zipped by. It's I had such I have a, a busy I have a month fucking full time job and I had a funeral, so it was fun. <laughs> yeah, lots of fun. Lots of fun. Yeah, October. I've watched Doctor Who. Did you see the new Doctor Who special? Maybe. What's Doctor Who? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I think that's us. Really. I think that is us. I do think that is us. Uh, so, thank you very much for listening to this podcast. You're what have welcome. we got? You're right. Thanks. What have we got coming out uh, next week, Scott? Uh, next week, we are still celebrating Doctor Who with the three Doctors. It's well, the who? 50th anniversary of the 10th anniversary. Figure out one out. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Awesome. I love maths. Uh, so yeah, <laughs> next week we will be looking at the three doctors. So open up your Brit box, subscribe to it, uh, or just fucking stream it illegally. I don't give a shit. Uh, or wait, and- for vid- wait for it to drop on Disney+. Plus. Yeah, next year, and then come back and listen to this episode. And be like, hmm, I wonder what they talked about. Uh, but that will be coming out next week. In the meantime, you could send us an email at whowatcheswhopod at gmail.com, and we will read it out on, well, not this podcast, but next month. At the end of the month, we will be reading out any emails we get in our news podcast. Scott's turned off his webcam just now. There we go. He's back. Uh, so sorry to any audio <laughs> listeners there. Scott decided he didn't fucking, or video watchers, <laughs> Scott didn't want to look at you just then. Um, but we 
we've yeah send us an email at who watches who pod at gmail.com and tell scott how much of a smelly man he is you can also find us on facebook at who watches who on twitter at watches doctor uh on youtube at who watches who where this podcast is available in video form it is also available in audio form wherever you listen to podcasts there's a like eight million links in the description that will give you everything you ever desired for our entire show uh you can find me on twitter at cloth 3 you can find me on twitch at something something orange i'm going to stream again soon at some point i swear he lied not convincingly uh <laughs> but until then we will see you next week Bye-bye. bye bye hello bye bye <laughs>